welcome to Mystery Beers episode number 245 of Brutal Battle, another one sponsored by Kelly and Kyle Norman. And shout out to their little one, Olivia Norman. Who's not so little anymore. That's true. She has grown up over the course of the podcast. Yeah. We're, what, not, we're about to go into our ninth year soon of doing, well, into our tenth year. We're about to hit doing it for nine years. So, Wow. That is something. But anyway, Mystery Beers, uh, the last one was a lot of fun, especially since it's been a while. So the ones from the last episode were quite good, so we're hoping for good ones on this one as well. Uh, They're sitting in front of us at the moment, and one is dark and one is very light. And it's going to be a different tasting order than we normally would do because I pulled the beers out and put letters on them and then poured them, not knowing what they were going to be, so... We could switch it up, though. We could taste B first. It, it would get confusing. Let's okay. let's do it this way for a change. Because I don't think we've ever gone light to dark. Let's try doing... I'm sorry. Going dark to light, I meant. So let's try doing dark to light. But anyway, what is our topic for this episode? Because we're still doing that. We're going to talk about a topic and then we'll go to the mystery beers. No warm-up for this one. We enjoyed the warm-up for last one. Maybe we'll do another one in the future, but not this time. Uh, so what's our topic? Rebecca. Beer clubs. Beer clubs. Specifically, we're going to use the new, well, new-ish Firestone Walker beer club as kind of like a jumping off point for us then to talk about our feelings on these beer clubs because Firestone Walker is more in the beer news at the moment and on social social media online in general because they're starting their second year of what they call their Brewers Collective, which... If you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know we've been doing a club with The Brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y, out of Placentia, California for years. And so it seems like it's kind of like that. It's actually a lot like that, what Firestone Walker's doing, but they're releasing their beers in collections, which is interesting. Like, you pay a fee up front, and then they issue it out in collections of, like, a grouping of beers that you get included And then you also get a bunch of other stuff, which we'll talk about. So, yeah. So, like that. And this is becoming more popular. Oh, I was going to say, I looked up the price and I was like, wow. Yeah, so that's what I was going to lead with. If you want to be part, oh, they're the Brewmasters Collective. So, they had a 2021. This is their second time doing 2022. I didn't hear about the first one. So, I think maybe it's getting more traction as far as, like, being a beer story right now. Because now it's not, it's available to not just people in California. Because oh. for the first year it was, you must live in California. Now you can be in, obviously, Calif- California, but Kentucky, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. Mm. Never Maryland. Yeah, never Maryland. <laughs> Everyone skips Maryland because shipping laws. I don't get it, though. But we can get wine shipped to us very yeah. easily. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so uh, it's going to be $575 so steep. for the membership, or if you want to pay in installments, it's $625. So you have to pay extra if you're going to pay in installments, oh. so it's better to pay up front if you're going to do it. But that's not factoring in those prices, not factoring in tax or shipping. Ooh. So it's going to be more. It's going to be big. It's going to be pricey. Shipping on that's going to be a lot. Yeah, shipping's going to be a lot. Definitely. Especially if you're getting it to the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be an expensive thing. But 
Yes. So it, the membership is going to include six of these beer collections. And we'll go over what's supposed to be in each of these collections. Some of the beers are very specific. Some of them are like a collaboration with this brewery. And it's just vague uh, like that. Yeah. Well, it's hard have, to anticipate you know. what you're going to do. Right. We're right. So let me go to their website. And sorry if you hear the cat in the background. Because Chloe always has to be making noise on these episodes. It's her thing. So what's included if you sign up? Six collections, plus a welcome kit, plus a birthday gift, apparently. Hmm. Three vintage and two Barrel Works beers per collection. Three, three, you said three and three? Three vintage and two Barrel Works so beers five per beers. collection. So basically... 30 beers. So it's like three of like the barrel-aged ones and like two sour, in essence, for each collection they And send. there's six collections. Six collections. So... 30 beers. Five times six, 30 beers. That okay. is a lot. That That's is a lot. lot. It is. 31 total beers, apparently. Oh, 31. 19 vintage, 12 barrel works, 17 club exclusives, and 10 collaborations. Uh, collections include either either a glass, a merchandise, or pairings. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Prepaid, oh yeah, I already went over that one. Um... Wait, 107? Collection? Okay, so the collection is, it's 625 it, on the installments, and you have to pay 175 when you sign up, and then it's $75 before each the each of the collections is shipped to you. Oh, that's so more that's manageable. Yeah. Uh, you get 15% off beer and merch, as well as 10% off at their tap room. That's pretty standard yeah. for clubs. Virtual on-site tastings. Virtual tastings. Uh, monthly member happy hours at all three locations, if you can make it there. Free tours at their Paso Roble uh, brewery. Member-only ticketed dinners and events. And then their location pickup for free for two-week window. Or the shipping. So, I guess Does you can have your the prices well. of the shipping? No. I'm assuming that's intentional. But my experience getting beer shipped from California to the East Coast, it's usually like minimum 20 bucks for a package. Like minimum. And at this point, and that was a while ago, at this point, it's probably closer to 30 Maybe even more. It's, it's, it's pricey. I mean, you factor in shipping and that makes it really expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like insanely expensive. Let's, yeah. Yeah. People are going to, yeah. This is for people who have some extra money to spend, want to spend it on beer. And Firestone Walker is a well-known, very good brewery, so I'm sure these beers are going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it'll be worth the money, I guess, if you want to do that. Okay, so what is going to be in the welcome pack as far as beers go? A beer called Collective Choice. It's a bourbon barrel-aged ale with vanilla, cocoa, cardamom, and sea salt. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It sounds really good. Uh, so then they're going to put out their Parabola collection, which is in February. And that's going to include uh, the 2022 version of Parabola, which is a barrel-aged imperial stout that's aged in bourbon barrels for 12 months. They're going to have one called Paraboloid which is a uh, two-year elite barrel-aged imperial stout. So apparently that's done in mm, 
some of the most elite whiskey barrels that they can get. Uh, they use 14-year-old Old Fitzgerald bourbon barrels and 18-year-old Sazerac rye whiskey barrels. And then mix them. Hmm. And then uh, Cherry Parabola, Imperial Stout aged in brandy and cherry bitters barrels with fresh cherries added. Hmm, that could be interesting. Rum aged fruited wild ale. You know, they haven't announced what the fruit's going to be, but, you know, a wild ale with fruit and aged in rum barrels. And then Freaky Bones, which is a wild ale done with sour cherries. So that is their first collection. Their second collection comes in April. That's Spirited Fruits Collection. So they're going to have Derby Bird, which is a bourbon barrel-aged blended ale with ginger and lemon juice. Mm. Sounds interesting. Not for you. Yeah, ginger's (laughs) not my thing. Gold Rider, which is a cognac barrel-aged barley wine with orange and lemon peel. Mm, Not my thing. Clover Club, which is a gin barrel-aged ale. That's kind of all they say about it, so... Might be like TVD on that type of ale. Tiki Wild Ale, which is a tiki cocktail-inspired wild ale. That's as much as they give on that. And then a collaboration with The Brewery. Hmm. Because actually, I don't know if you know, but Firestone Walker and The Brewery and Boulevard Brewing are all owned by the same um, investment company. Oh, really? Yeah, so they it makes sense that they collab. So their collaboration with The Brewery is Wild Apricot Pie Ale. I'm assuming we'll have access to that. You think so? Yeah, through the brewery. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Then in May comes their Farmstead collection, starting with Whistle Monkey, which is a Central Coast quad ale aged in Whistle Pig whiskey barrels. Hmm. We're not big on quads, though. Boilermaker, which is a Whistle Pig whiskey barrel aged stout. Sticky Pig, Central Coast quad ale aged in Whistle Pig whiskey barrels with maple syrup. Mo Bretta Rosé, Wild Ale Fermented with Raspberries. A collaboration with Freem Brewing, P-F-R-I-E-M. Uh, and it's going to be some sort of Belgian-style farmhouse ale. Just so you know. And then in August, they're doing the Lion's Den Collection, which is Rye DDBA, which is an Imperial Special Bitter Ale aged in rye whiskey barrels. Walker's Reserve, barrel-aged imperial porter made with smoked malts. And it's going to ha- be aged for 12 months in 8-year-old bourbon barrels. They say that it has, like, suggestions of s'mores, apparently. Mm. Highland Park Collab, which will be a bourbon barrel-aged stout with vanilla and spices. Hmm, what kind of spices, I wonder? It's yeah, I don't know. Vague. They don't specify. They're like, we'll figure it out then. Yeah. A Cool Ship Wild Ale, spontaneously fermented. That's cool. And then a fruited Cool Ship Wild Ale, okay. which is, will also be cool. Then in October, they have their anniversary collection, which will be their anniversary 26, which is, you know, their blended beer that they do, which their blended anniversary ales are always amazing. Like, amazing. They're smooth and tasty. And when it comes to beer blending, Firestone Walker is some of the best out there, if not the best. Then you have Exclusive Vintage, which is just listed as a stout with adjuncts. That's yeah, it. They don't know what they're doing yet. This one they don't know either. It's a, a collaboration with Side Project Brewing. Okay. And then this one, Terroir Sink, which is a wild ale fermented with local grapes. Also, you know, don't know the grapes. And Gigantic Sloambic, 
which is a wild ale fermented with alali berries. What's that? So I looked it up ahead of time because I was like, what are alali berries? Uh, it's basically like a version of blackberry. Hmm. It's like its own little like subspecies of blackberry. Never heard of it. Yeah, me neither. And then in November, they have their Black Friday collection, which one of them is a collaboration with the brewery who makes Black what? Friday. And it's going to be an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels. Big surprise. Black Friday? Yes. They make oh, a- they do Black Tuesday. Okay. I'm but yeah, like- that's probably why it's called Black Friday, though. Also in November, there is Black Friday. Right. Okay. I was like... I, I think it's a play on Black, Black Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. Okay. Yeah. I misspoke. Sorry. So they're doing that collaboration. They're doing Paraba Java, which will be a bourbon barrel aged imperial coffee stout. Mm, sounds good. Yeah. An exclusive vin they call oh, this one's just called exclusive vintage stout with adjuncts again. Oh yeah, don't know. And another side project collaboration, which will be some sort of wild ale. And then a collaboration with Beechwood Brewing, which will be an American wild ale fermented with peaches and sage. Hmm. Which sounds really good. And that's all the info on that. So your thoughts listening to that and knowing the price and knowing that shipping and taxes are not included in that. I mean. So how much does that like break down per bottle? If it's 31, but I mean, are we trying to like ballpark the. Yeah, I just want to get an idea. I mean, okay. so I know other stuff's included. Okay. So how many shippings? It's going to be six. what do you want to say would be about the cost? Well, let's on the just shipping? do it without. Say shipping. Say twenty five bucks. Just do it without shipping. I'm going to do it with the shipping. Okay. What's tax usually on on booze? It depends what state you're in. Yeah, it does depend on what state. I What's California? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to look up California alcohol tax. California alcohol tax six percent. Okay. So basically, six percent of five seventy-five. Okay, so five seventy-five times 0.06. so that's thirty-four point five. And then how many? So remember the thirty-four point five. And then there's going to be six shipments. Let's call it twenty-five bucks for the shipping. Although I think it's prop potentially going to be higher than that. So twenty-five times six. 150 plus the 34.5 plus the 575. So that brings to you to uh, uh, $759.50. Okay, so divide by 31. All right, divide by 31. About $24.50 per bottle. $24.50. I don't know. I'm assuming it's probably going to be their 500 or their 750 milliliter, but I do remember seeing when I was scrolling through some of those descriptions. That some of them said 500 milliliter. So some will be 500, some will be 750. I have a hard time believing any will be like, you know, smaller than that, like 375s. So it's probably 500 or 750. Okay, so decent size. Yeah, and $24.50. So. But also if you want to make additional purchases, you're getting that percentage off oh. from your membership too. What kind of additional purchases? Just of the regular beer? Beer, merchandise. Beer, merchandise. That type of stuff, yeah. So, so overall thoughts. It's a lot of money. Well, yeah. What, now, are these are exclusive beers for the club? Not all of them. I think they said 10 of them will be exclusive. Okay. 
So it's like a third. Yeah. Like a third of them. So it, it boils down to like, are you a huge fan of Firestone Walker? And do you want to be getting these beers? Yeah. For me, like, I think what's exciting about being in a beer club is like those exclusive beers that like yeah. only members can get. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, that's what they build it around. I mean, the whole idea behind these types of beer clubs, which have become more popular, um, is that they're getting cash up front to secure money for batches that they want to make that are smaller so they can get like a little more experimental. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea. Um, I'm kind of surprised it's taken Firestone Walker this long to get around to it because they've been around for, well, almost 26 years. Well, you now. wonder if they had other like smaller versions of something know. before that just didn't go. Maybe, maybe. I mean, that's possible. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the first we're finding out about it, and obviously this is the second year, so they've done it a little bit, but um, I think if you're a Firestone Walker fan or if you're a fan of what sounds like those beers are going to taste like, um, I think it could be worth the money if you have that extra money. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we pay a decent amount of money for the our brewery society, the hoarders that we're in now, it, that is a large chunk of change. And that includes, what, 24? I think, like, 24. Yeah. Um, so 31 is a decent amount of bottles. Yes, yes. I mean, to be honest, the deal might be better. Yeah. For the Firestone Walker Club versus the Brewery Club, to be honest. Although, I don't pay shipping. Shipping. Because well, they ship yeah. to the DC, DC store, and then I just pick it up. Right. So I'm not paying all that extra in shipping. And you can only do that. They don't do shipping. They do. Oh, they do do shipping. They do do shipping That's right. now. But not Maryland. Not Maryland. But Virginia, Pennsylvania, D.C. Yeah. Ohio. Like, it's so many states. They do it. But not never Maryland. Never Maryland. It's very hard not to drink these beers on the table. I keep wanting to, like, reach down. I keep wanting it's to take reflex. a reflex. I know. You're drinking And I'm like, reflex. no, I can't do it yet. Yeah. But it's good to see... More breweries doing this. I mean, I don't feel like Firestone Walker's like hurting for money, so they didn't like need to do something like this. But I'm sure it's something that could definitely make them a good amount of money because people do really appreciate how they do their beers. I mean, obviously they're great when it comes to quality control. They've always put out really good products, so I think they'll do very well. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming they already did well in their first year of this Brewmaster Brewmasters Collective. Because if they're doing it again and expanding it mm-hmm. to more states for delivery, I'm sure they did well. So, I mean, for them, I think financially, great, great idea. And any Firestone Walker fans out there, if you're in one of those states and you have the money, might be a good idea. I'm thinking that it would be best if smaller breweries got into this, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, those are the breweries that really, really need those infusions of cash up front, especially now. Uh, Although they kind of wouldn't be able to experiment as much, I don't think, because then if stuff comes out wrong or doesn't taste that great, they would probably want to dump it. And I don't think they could take that financial hit Mm -hmm. um, because they would have to refund people for that. But I would like to see more smaller breweries do this. I feel like that's where the impact can be greatest to kind of get them out ahead with their money. And I know when we were at Brewery Fire recently, 
uh, Jesse had said that they're doing something like that now uh, on a, you know, small scale. But it, it sounds like he's kind of adding stuff to it and trying to make it a little bit bigger over time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's smart for small breweries. I think you should do it. But do you have anything else you want to say about that? No. We'd love to hear people's thoughts on it. Also, if you're going to sign up for this, I would like to hear about that and what you're most excited about. You can email us, brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. Let's go to the mystery beers. Yeah, I'm let's, ready. Let's do this. Okay, so this is a weird thing. We're doing dark first. Looks like a stout. It's dark. Apologies if you hear a piano because <laughs> townhouse living, um, it's going on right now. All right. So, it, I mean, it, it doesn't look like super dark. It looks like more of like a straight stout or like a porter because it doesn't look super thick and dark. Yeah. Like it's dark, but it doesn't look like imperial stout. You can see, see through could, around the edges. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Let's smell. Hmm. It smells... It smells a little, ch- a little chocolatey, a little chalky. Yeah. Definitely chalk. Um, it's a mild nose. It is. It's got a little salinity to it, a little bit of like a beef jerky. I was going to say a little soy sauce. Yeah, a little soy sauce, beef jerky, which those go together a lot of times because there's a lot of soy sauce with beef jerky. Which, yeah, it's making it smell a little salty. And I'm also getting that note I really hate on on darker the beers. Olive. The olive smell. <laughs> it's not super strong, though. No, it's not. So that's making me feel better. But it's a little chocolatey, though. I don't really... Yeah. yeah it's I mean, very light, though. Yeah. It seems like more of just like a straight up... Style. Like stout style. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's get in there. Oh, it's good. Kind of tastes like that. Yeah. Solid. Very solid. Sorry if you now hear a bouncing soccer ball outside because... Our neighbor also likes to do that. It drives me up a wall. Our neighbors just like to do the loudest things possible, basically. All right. Anyway, your thoughts on this one? Definitely getting the chocolatey and the malty, the roastiness. Mm -hmm. It's a little drying. Yeah, it's it's. A, I think it's a little more than a little drying for me. Okay. I'm also getting a decent kind of um, alcohol showing up in the flavor. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I can taste the ABV of this. Like it's it's hitting like a nine percent or so. I'm not, I'm not perceiving it. It's hitting like a nine percent for me. Although that may be increased by the bitterness on the finish mm-hmm. and how drying it is, because it is relatively dry. I like um, it. This is just, I think, just a classic stout. Yeah, chalky, dry, um, dark chocolate flavor to mm-hmm. it. Get a little bit of that kind of salinity soy sauce type note to mm-hmm. it. Don't get the olive, thankfully. No. Very thankfully on that one, but. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of just like, here's a stout. Mm-hmm. There's room for that. Although... The more I taste it, I'm getting more of that, like, kind of alcohol bite. Do, do it's we really rank sticking now out to me. Don't we rank Oh, out? yeah, that's right. Come on. It's yeah. been it's been so long. It's we been so long. We taste them both, and then we rank them. Rate, mm-hmm. rate them. Okay. So let's let's go backwards and go Beer to some... Beer B. You might need some water to cleanse after that. You think so? Beer B I'm very excited about. I mean, Beer A is good, but Beer B, just the look of it, has got me pretty excited. It is very clear. It is, like, yellow. 
like light yellow, and it looks like a pilsner or something. Yeah, it's definitely looks clear. like a lager, and I'm hoping it smells that way. It does. Man, it smells crisp and clean. A little bit of honey, a little bit of orange peel, actually. Yeah, there's definitely a citrus component. <sighs> yeah, a little orange peel. Super light, super clean smell. It's like a honeysuckle. Yeah, I could, I, yeah, I could definitely see that. Along with that honey. There's a very slight hay note. Yeah. Very, very slight. It's very small. It smells a good. a little funkiness. I don't get that. I don't get that. Okay, I'm going in. Alright, yep, I'm ready for this. I really hope that it tastes the way it smells. I want it to be crisp, clean, it easy. Is. It has a strong orange. It's very orangey. Ooh, yeah, that orange, that orange peel, like, really kicks in at yeah. the end. It's tasty. Mmm. So up front, it's like that honeysuckle you were talking about, a little bit of honey, and that hay... And then it transitions to, like, an orange peel that just kind of, like, kicks up real quick at the end. Now, how would you determine if this is hay or straw? Are they the same? I feel, for me, it's interchangeable. Okay. Although I'm sure Kyle Norman could educate us on that. <laughs> Being an agriculture teacher. Kyle Norman, let us know. I like this. That's good. It's drying, but I don't think it's as drying as not as drying a. as yeah, not as much as a stout. It's crisp. It's clean. It's got those flavors we talked about. I really like that punch of the orange peel. Mm-hmm. Really orangey. Mm-hmm. It's a good beer. I will say that overall, I think that these these beers I don't like as much as I liked the last episode. Oh really? Yeah, I think I like those more. Although actually, beer B. Beer B is good. Beer beer B. Okay, so beer A mainly. So, okay, so do you know what you want to do for ratings here? I have to go back to A. I mean, A's solid. A's solid. Okay. Can I rate B first? Yeah, if you want to. B's going to be a 7. Oh, okay. And A? 6. Okay, got it. So I'm going a four on A. I'm going a four there. I'm going to go a five on B. Okay. Yeah. I'm going a four and a five. So, oh, I got to average these out. I'm just like missing all the way around. Lost your mojo. I have lost my mojo. Okay. So overall, with with an overall six, beer B wins. But beer A wasn't far behind with an overall five. So it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So let's reveal beer A first. The loser of the episode, but still a good beer, is Cannibalism. <laughs> hmm. I think this is, yep, I knew it. I was going to say, I bet this is a droid theory, because their um, their label art looks amazing. Yeah, they are. Label art always looks good. Yeah, it's literally like a, can- a well, a zo- what looks like a zombie in a suit and tie eating someone's brain off from a severed head on a platter. Mm. It looks really good. It's really dark. It's really messed up. But anyway, this is by Adroit Theory Brewing Company out of Washington, D.C. We're out of Virginia. Yeah. 12% alcohol. 12%? I told you I thought it was it was on the higher end. I could definitely 12, taste though. it. I could taste it. You, were, um, you said nine. 
It's just a Russian Imperial style. Yeah. Is all they say. Yeah, read there's the, no Read frills. the pairings on the side. I always love a drink yeah. theory's pairings. Yeah, yeah, I do like that they do this. Okay, so food, they say pot a foie. I don't even know uh, what that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't either. It's not like pot roast. Cheese, uh, anterior smuggler. I don't know what that is. And Swiss cow milk cheese. Okay. The cigar, uh, Alec Bradley Black and Markel. And music, they have music, music. to pair with. Nader, Nadir by Black Tongue. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably heavy metal, is my guess. But I Very mean, interesting. Solid Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah, it's good. We're, we're down. Okay. So I'm more interested to know what beer B is, because it's the winner with six. And it is... Oh, Old Thunder. Oh. The newbies. If you remember, we had an Old Thunder showcase. This is a cream ale. No kidding. It didn't really... I don't think it tasted cream ale. It tasted more like a... like a Well, not quite Pilsner, but like some sort of lager. This is our Streetlight Stars, is what it's called. And Old Thunder Brewing is out of Pittsburgh. And what do they say about this? Cream ale. Our interpretation of a classic American cream ale brewed with Midwest-grown barley, flaked maize, and European hops. It is soft, crisp, and highly drinkable. Well, I mean, that's true. Yeah. And we felt that way about it. Okay. What was the ABV on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, 5.4. Nice. Love these lower ABV beers. Keep those coming, people. That's what I'm into. I think that's kind of a new trend that we're yeah. going to be seeing is... I mean, it's already started to happen. Like, loggers have been picking up popularity over the past definitely one, maybe two years. And I think it's just going to continue. And I'm excited about that. I know you are, too. Yeah. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where we go from here because we have at least two more episodes we can do, I believe, with these mystery beers. So who knows what our next topic will be? Who knows what the mystery beers will be? That's fun. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this. Please rate us and review us through whatever podcatcher you use. Uh, send us emails, like I said before, brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. Instagram. Brutalbattlepodcast. Untapped. Rebecca C. And Carlin C. or Carlin Cook. And you can get back episodes either through the website, brutalbattle.com, or if you go to archive.org and just search Brutal Battle. I think I hit everything. Yeah. Oh, word of mouth. Do word of mouth stuffs. Tell people about us. Use the words. Have them come out of your mouth to convey to other people that we're a good podcast. Sounds good. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, thanks everyone for checking this out. Till next time. Keep it brutal. Brutal.